Simone, can you check on the Davis installment in the main room, then see if we need any more champagne at the bar? Please, thank you. I'm gonna go mingle with some guests to encourage them to buy some pieces. Oh, Marcus, can you please go down to Kochak to see if they need any more tickets? Thank you, I appreciate it so much. Art is my first love, although I don't have a creative bone in my body. However, I get my fix from curating exhibits for museums all over the country. If I can't create the art, at least I could make it look pretty for buyers who are paying in hard cash. <laughs> I know my strengths. <laughs> I have been featured in Huffington Black Voices, Time Magazine, and Essence for the amazing work that I've done bringing our Black creators to the forefront. Despite all of those accolades, tonight is different. Tonight, I was curating a show for THE Jarrell Davis. His art has inspired me since I was in college. I mean, his style is so revolutionary, a perfect mix of Basquiat and many Andrews. Davis is an absolute genius. This event is one of the biggest of my career not because of the publicity that comes with an artist as big as Jarrell Davis, but because this was the first client I had on my vision board as an undergrad. To cross him off my list so early in my career is a big deal. <laughs> well, I haven't spoke to him directly. He's a ghost. In all of my years admiring his work, I think I've only seen his face once in an article. And even that photo was blurry, so I have no idea how he looks. I guess some artists rather have their work speak for them. And Davis is one of those artists. <sighs> anyway, I was doing my rounds around the gallery and I got caught up in one of my favorite pieces, Brown Eyed Girl. I saw myself in this painting so much that the dark-skinned girl inside of me felt seen each and every time I saw it. It's a painting of a young girl around eight or nine, standing in a field of sunflowers. Her hair is as thick as cotton and her skin as dark as molasses. She is me, and I'm her. God, I love this piece. Lovely painting, isn't it? Oh, yes. <clears throat> yes, it is. It's actually one of my favorites. I jumped at the sound of a stranger's voice, turning to greet the man behind me. His voice matched his presence, calm but commanding. He was on the tall side and had skin like honey. His glasses sat over his light brown eyes and he smiled at me with perfect teeth. To be honest, I think this is the only piece by Davis that I actually like. <laughs> He's pretty overrated if you ask me. Well, there goes my fantasy. I beg to differ. Jarrell Davis is one of the most talented painters of this generation. I mean, his interpretation of the black experience is simply ahead of its time. Hmm. I take it that you're a fan? <laughs> or a damn good saleswoman? <laughs> Both, actually. I've been a fan of his since college. I've actually did my master's thesis on this painting. It holds a special place in my heart. Hmm. Wow. In that case, why don't you buy it? To be that connected to a piece but not own it? Mm, it doesn't seem fair to me now, does it? <laughs> I'm good at my job, but this painting is out of my budget. Then how about you take it as a gift? I mean, I'm pretty close to the artist, actually. 
You're right. Are you his cousin or something? He smiled shyly as I turned to face him fully. His eyes sparkled under the gallery lights. He slid his hands into his navy blue trench coat and leaned back on his heels. The gold chain that hung from his tan turtleneck shimmered with his movement. Eh, a little closer than that. <laughs> you know what? Let me introduce myself. Miss... Natasha Scott. I'm the brains behind this event. It's an honor, Miss Scott. I'm Jarrell Davis, the brains behind the art. <laughs> nice one, nice one. He reached into his wallet and showed me his ID. There it was, his name in print. I'm convinced that my jaw hit the hardwood floor as I read his information. Too starstruck to look into his eyes, I grabbed a glass of champagne from a nearby runner and downed it in one gulp. He summoned a young woman over as I gathered my thoughts. Hey, Brianna, can you get this painting sent to Miss Scott's address? A gift from me from putting on such an amazing show. Oh, you, you, you don't have to. The privilege of gathering your incredible work in one place is a reward on its own, truly. No, please, let me do this. Let this stuffy artist show their appreciation. <laughs> His assistant took my address and smiled as she left us. Jarrell ushered me to a seat nearby and I sat down trembling. I was talking to Jarrell Davis. Smoothing out the wrinkles of my orange blazer dress, I tried to make sure I looked my best. I shook my head slightly, letting the curls in my fro bounce a bit. No need to impress me. I'm already impressed. <laughs> Tell me more about yourself, Natasha. Well, I was born and raised in Toronto, but moved to the States for college. I've been in Brooklyn for about two years, and the art world has been kind to me. Wow, I can tell you're a beast when it comes to the press. <laughs> I'm looking for something deeper, though. The way you looked staring at that painting tells me there's more of a story to be told. Possibly, but <laughs> not while I'm on the clock. You know what that means, right? What's that? And you just asked me to dinner. <laughs> I accept as long as I choose the place. <laughs> Smooth one. I'll bite. Let's do dinner tomorrow night if you can. Here's my card. I stood up to leave and he gently grabbed my wrist. What's your favorite food? I'm a sucker for jerk chicken. Mom and pop shops only, though. None of that franchise shit. I'll see you tomorrow. He gave me a soft smile and I continued to work the room. Jarrell Davis or not, I had a job to do. The next morning I got a text from Jarrell telling me that a car would pick me up at 5 p.m. Now that I knew what I was up against, I could prepare properly. I put on a copper slip dress, the satin shining nicely against my skin, and I pulled my hair back into a tight bun, slicked to perfection. My lips were glossed to the heavens, and I was ready for Mr. Davis. But was he ready for me? I headed down to the car, and his driver opened the door for me. Inside was a bouquet of flowers and a note. I hope you aren't afraid of heights. Hmm, <laughs> I wonder what that could mean. <laughs> After a short drive, I realized we were pulling up next to his small jet. Jarrell stood on the apron. He was wearing a black button-up and navy slim fit slacks. His loafers were black like his glasses and his watch. Damn, 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 damn.
He looked like a million bucks, but the smile on his face was absolutely priceless. I exited the SUV walking on shaky legs. Oh my lord. Am I dreaming? Well, if you're dreaming, I'm honored to be in it. What is all of this? I thought we were going to dinner at some mom and pop shop in, in Flatbush. Oh, we're going to a Jamaican spot for dinner. Just in Jamaica, not Flatbush. This is madness. You don't have to do this. But I thank you for going all out. Look, I don't flaunt my money like this often. I'm honestly just a simple guy who needs a shit ton of paint and a case of green tea to be happy. I want to go the extra mile tonight to thank you. I watched your career from the beginning, and I'm just as starstruck as you were last night. <laughs> I appreciate that. You have no idea how much this flatters me, and I'm game for whatever you have planned this evening. <laughs> Here I thought I'd woo you by paying the bill, and you have a whole private jet waiting to whisk me away to Jamaica. <laughs> oh, there's still time to woo me. Let's get going. Dinner should be ready when we land. We entered the plane and my heart leaped out of my chest. The cabin was filled with roses and LED candles. Durand Bernard played over the speakers and buckets of champagne rested on our seats. It was beautiful. So beautiful that I almost shed tears that I was fighting to hold in. Jarrell, I, I don't know what to say. Well... For starters, I was hoping you would tell me that story behind my painting. Well, we do have the time. And that's when I poured my heart out to him, telling him about my struggles about being a dark-skinned girl in Toronto and then being the only black woman in all of my college classes. We drank over the struggles of being at a PWI and laughed at the similarities of our upbringing. God is laugh. It softened my heart and made me feel warm all over. Before I knew what I was doing, I kissed him. He cupped the sides of my face and sucked on my bottom lip. Gasping for air, he stroked my cheek. I hope you know this isn't a scheme to get you in bed. Don't feel pressured to move faster than you want to. I wiped my lip gloss from his bottom lip with my thumb and laughed. I appreciate that, and I understand. I just wanted to know how your lips felt, honestly. Well, let me give you another sample. We kissed for what felt like hours, enjoying the heat that our bodies created in the moment. After the flight, Jarrell brought me to a beautiful house on the beach. We entered and the scent of spices and rum danced around the home. It smells so good in here. Mm. I'm ready to eat. Let's eat then. The chef should be done now. Come on. That spread. Oh my god. We had coconut rice, fried fish, jerk chicken, baked festival, and plantain. The sorrow punch was amazing in the company. The company was indescribable. 
Jarrell was the perfect gentleman. Come, I have one last surprise before we head to bed. Although, you might want to take those heels off first. I'll take your suggestion. <laughs> Let's go. He took me behind the house where a fire pit burned on the beach. The smell of seawater and the cool sand between my toes was heavenly. We laid on a large blanket and stared up at the stars. Why a painter? You could have been anything in the world, but you chose to be a painter. Why? Well, I didn't have the best childhood. Mama had two jobs. My dad was messed up after serving in the war, so he couldn't do too much. I think painting was just an escape for me. I mean, I created worlds through my eyes. Some beautiful, some tragic, but they were mine. It was the only thing I had control over, you know? I mean, I couldn't control how much we had to eat or how much we had after Pop's medical bills. I couldn't control the hunger or the fact that I lived in the hood, but I could control my art. I could tell as many stories as I wanted to, so I did. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Uh, no problem. You're easy to talk to, Natasha. <laughs> Maybe it's the way you look under the stars. Uh, whatever it is, I'm honored to experience. Uh, we should head in. I have a piece I'd like to finish before we fly back tomorrow. You have a studio here? Yeah, just in case I get inspired. He walked me to my room and gave me one last kiss. I wanted to hold on to him forever. To be in this moment forever. After I showered, I put on pajamas that Jarrell left on my bed. And I went to sleep. In the morning, I walked into the balcony and took in the amazing view. There was nothing like it. For a moment, I looked over to my left and noticed a painting and a note. I walked over and picked it up. To my brown-eyed girl, join me for breakfast in Paris tomorrow. Let me capture you under the candlelight. <laughs> I reached for the painting and cried softly. It was me, the brown-eyed girl under a sea of stars. Ha, ha, ha.